Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever and wherever you are listening. Tonight's topic or today's topic or June 1st's topic or June 2nd, depending on where you live. I'm so mindful of where people live. Like, like I know I'm American, but like I know there's such thing as time zones and the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, the hemispheres. So yeah, I know a lot about time. I wrote a philosophy paper about time. Anyway, that's besides the point. This morning, this night, this evening, this afternoon, this whatever, we're going to talk about my child's sexual assault. Um, this is a very serious topic, so if you are not in a position to listen right now, I would just put your headphones on or, you know, go somewhere quiet and, like, just listen. Um, a lot of us have been molested as children, raped as children, trafficked as children, used for child pornography, um... A lot of it happens with our relatives. Um, and it's normally someone that your parents know or you know as well, and they've built trust. Um, I'm going to talk about what happened, when it happened, what my thoughts were going through my head while it was happening, and the aftermath. And how no one did anything about it, even though they knew who it was. And I'm going to talk about the mental health damage it has done to me, along with drugs. So, I was the only child, right? And my mom would let me stay home by myself, even when she went out clubbing. My mom was a young mom. She had me at 22. So, she was 28 when I was 6 years old. So she's my age while um, I was six years old. And um, normally she would just leave me alone at the house when she would go out at night to club. Like she'd buy me movies from Blockbuster. She'd buy me a Willy Wonka bar. And then I would just have the time of my life watching movies all night until she came home. For some reason, I, I didn't stay home that night that I was molested. And I, when I say molested, I mean I was physically touched by an adult um, in a sexual manner, but I wasn't raped, um, thank God. Um, so I was very good friends with my mom's friend's daughter. And my mom's friend said that she had a babysitter for us and it was her nephew his girlfriend, and her uncle, and her aunt. So my mom thought it was a safe space for me to, to be. Um, it could happen to anyone. It honestly could happen to anyone. And for the longest time, I blamed my mother because she put me in this house. Um, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. I would throw it in her face every year, all the time. I would say things like, 
you're the reason why I'm so fucked up. Like, like you guys, I'm on drugs and like I do pharmaceutical drugs and I abuse drugs and I and I I have all these behaviors that are abnormal and I'm bipolar. It's because I was fucking touched. I will never forget it. I have post-traumatic stress disorder from being touched as a child sexually. And I realized that since I am someone that can talk about it, then I need to say something because there are, there are a lot of you who are listening to me who have never dealt with your rape, who have never dealt with your molestation, never dealt with your child sexual abuse. Some of you think you remember things, but you're not sure because it was done to you as an infant. Some of you have found pornographic child images of you on the internet, and it's it's devastating. I truly believe people who do this to children need life in prison because you ruin people's lives. That guy, he ruined my life, but I take back that power because my life is abundant. My life is, I'm so blessed right now. I don't even know how far the blessings are going to go, but they're going to go high. I'm trying not to cry. It took 22 years of um, thinking about it, mentioning it. To where I'm not bawling. To where I'm not in a total post-traumatic stress disorder episode. What that means is PTSD. I have PTSD from that night. So how the night started was my mom had a boyfriend named Eric. And they were going out with her friend. And um, my mom's friend had the babysitter. So I got ready. And I wore, I was six years old. And I had long, long, long curly hair. And I had butterfly clips in my hair. And then I remember my mom's boyfriend telling me that I looked really beautiful. And that should have been my first red flag. Um, But you don't think like that when you're six years old. (laughs) So we drove to my mom's friend's aunt's and uncle's house. And a lot of kids were there. There were like seven kids. And they were all younger than me. They were like two o'clock, two, two o'clock, two, two years old, three years old, four years old, five years old. And then there was my favorite, um, my favorite, my mom's favorite, my mom's friend's daughter. Her name was Sydney. She was my favorite person to hang out with for a while. So she was there and then, you know, she got tired and she fell asleep. Um, all those kids were there because they were related to my mom's friends, aunt and uncle. So I was the only one that was not related. I mean, to child molesters, I don't think it counts whether kids are related to them or not because it's a child and they'll do anything to a child because they're fucking pedophiles. But um, I just believe I was an easy target because... No one in the no one in that house. I I knew no one in that house. I knew nobody. So yeah, it was like we were watching the first Spider Man, 
movie. And I noticed that the guy that did it to me, his name is Jeremiah. The guy that molested me, he was, um, now that I'm older, he had a hard on. He had a hard dick. And he was trying to control his hard dick looking at me. And then we were watching Spider-Man and he was just touching his legs like very sexually looking at me. And then um, that made me uncomfortable. Because I had, you guys, I had no vocabulary for sex. Sex was not in my vocabulary. Um, molestation was not in my cap vocabulary. Rape was not in my vocabulary. None of, none of anything that d he did to me, I had no vocabulary for it. So I, I, I couldn't tell anyone what happened to me. Do you know how frustrating that is? Oh my God. Anyway. The movie was over. And then him and his baby mama were like, we're going to the casino. And I was the only one that was awake. So I was on the couch in the living room. And he was like, we're going to the casino. And I was just like... Okay, have fun. So I stayed up all night just because like I was uncomfortable and like I didn't know where I was and like I just wanted my mom to pick me up. My mom said that she was going to pick me up that night. So I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for my mom to come get me. She never came that night. Um. So... After about a couple out, like two or three hours, Jeremiah and his baby mama walk through the house. They're like really drunk. Um, they still have alcoholic drinks in their hand and they're like really, really drunk. And uh, I pretended to be asleep. And then... Um, I woke up. And he was touching me. I, w I was laying on my stomach and he was touching me. He was touching me everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. My breasts, my back, my vaginal area. My He was kissing me and he was jacking off at the same time. Um... You know how you get sleep paralysis and you wake up and like you can't move? That's what happened to me. I couldn't move. I, 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 I couldn't move. I couldn't move. And then I just started praying. I was like, God, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. I don't know what's going on. Lord, help me. And then he was about to pull off my pants. I was like, God, please move me. Move. Move me, please. And then I heard a voice in my head. It said, move. So I moved. I turned around, 
He fucking ran to his room, naked, blanket covering himself. He ran. And then I got up. I was in shock. I was like, what the fuck just happened to me? When I was six, I've never seen porn. I've never seen... um, I was not allowed to watch sexual scenes on movies. So I, and, and like, I didn't know, I didn't know that I was, that a crime, a serious crime was just committed to me and I was a victim of it. Like, I had no idea. Um, so I get up, I call my mom because she's not there yet. It's like 3 a.m. So I'm dialing her number 623-696-3923. And I'm like, mom, please pick me up. Something happened. Mom, please pick me up. Something happened. Mom, please pick me up. Something happened. Mom, please pick me up. Something happened to me. I can't explain it. She didn't pick me up. For one reason or another, she did not pick me up. And like, I don't blame her anymore. But she didn't pick up the phone. So I had to sit there in the dark and just wonder and ponder what the fuck just happened to me. Because it felt sick. It felt deviant. It felt evil. It felt perverted. It felt disgusting. And then I started to feel just disgusting. Amanda being six years old, and these are the thoughts you have. These are This is the beginning of your self-esteem, is that you're disgusting. Um, the next day, Jeremiah would avoid contact, eye contact with me. He would... Um, make his little cousins laugh and like ignore me and i just kept looking at him like i know it was you i fucking know it was you jeremiah like i know it was you and then we had to go to peter pepper pizza and then i was told that my mom was going to pick me up at peter pepper pizza so here we are at peter piper pizza and i'm playing games with my molester and they forced me to sit next to him when I, and I ate pizza next to him. I broke bread with him. And I was still in shock. I was like, uh, I think the shock didn't hit me until I figured out what a pedophile was. Until I figured out what child molestation and rape was, which came like maybe 10 years later. My mom is a federal officer and she supervises pedophiles and she supervises um, people who harm children in a sexual way, people who exploit children online and people who pimp out their children. Um, For the longest time, I was angry at my mom. I'm like, you can get justice for these victims of pedophilia, but you cannot get justice for me. See... That's my mom's friend's nephew. And I don't know what she's trying to protect there, but the statutes of limitations in Arizona for child molestation, it doesn't exist. So I could prosecute him anytime if I feel like it. But there's just no way that 
my mom's friend is going to turn in her nephew for prison. He deserves to be in prison. The aftermath of what happened to me was I saw my first psychotherapist at six years old. I was in a shrink office at six years old. I, and it didn't stop there. Another shrink, 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 another fucking shrink. And like none of them put me on medicine. That's what I needed. I needed medicine. So I could just like, cause I, I was diagnosed at first with PTSD and like, there's not really a medicine for that. Unfortunately, um, what sets me off in my PTSD is Peter Pepper Pizza, the movie Gold Member, this song with LL Cool J and J Lo, and my mom's friend Stephanie. Those are the things that could set me off into a post traumatic stress disorder episode because it reminds me of the buildup of that night. Um, so by the time I'm, I'm 14, I like the anger inside me every year just built up. It just built up. And before we move any further, we're about halfway through the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode with your friends, family, and followers, and and anyone that you know that has been sexually assaulted as a child. Um, It might, I hope it brings some healing and some understanding and provides some camaraderie because, like, I am your friend in this. You know, this is why I share it because it's really important. And I feel like a lot of people aren't comfortable talking about their rape or their molestation as a child or their child's sexual exploitation or their child trafficking experience. But like, I, I, I'm here to be a voice for everyone. That's my job. <laughs> so please share with your friends, family, and your followers. Um, when I was 14, they eventually put me on medication. It was Prozac. And I almost committed suicide because of the Prozac. Like less than two weeks into the Prozac, I I was saying my goodbyes and like I made plans and I was going to kill myself. When I was 13, I discovered drugs. And I was like, this is something that can make me forget about what happened to me. That's why I did it. That's why I still do it is because it makes me forget about what happened to me. You guys, for 25 years, no, for 21 years, the images, the feelings, the noise, the the whole night would replay in my head and I would just cry randomly during the day for 21 years. There is no cure for PTSD, nothing. What are they gonna do? Go in your brain and erase memories? No, no, absolutely not. I have to live with this. 
And I just have to trust God that my suffering will be avenged. Because you don't do that to kids. You, you, you do not do that to kids. Sometimes I still feel like that six-year-old scared, lonely, waiting for their mommy. Can't explain what happened to them because they don't have the proper words. So my mom found out <laughs> like a week later. Excuse me, I need a minute. I need a second. <sighs> so my mom found out like a week later because there was like a commercial or something about child rape and molestation. And she sat me down and she goes, if anyone ever does that to you, you need to tell me. So I told her what happened at her friend's nephew's house. And she took me to the hospital to get me a rape check. But I was too afraid to talk to the police. I was too afraid to tell them what happened. I mean, of course I was afraid. They came in with their guns and everything. And I'm just like, uh, nothing happened to me. Um... And then, well, I didn't say nothing happened to me. I was just quiet. And then, like, they were at that point, there was, like, there's nothing we can do. But what pisses me off is that my mom knows who it is. And, like, I, I'm not trying to blame my mom or anything. But, like, if my uncle molested one of my mom's friend's kids, oh, we'd snitch. We'd snitch so fast. But I don't know what the double standard is. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because they've been best friends since high school. But like if I were God, if I were God, I would send Stephanie to hell. What happened to my life because of that? Yes, there are things I take ownership in, like becoming a drug addict and making finance, bad financial decisions and eating unhealthy but those memories live in my head forever and they'll never be gone. I'm going to be, I'm going to be 28 August 10th. And I am still crying, wishing wishing for revenge, wanting revenge. I hate all pedophiles. I think they should be castrated and I think they should be killed. Because they ruin lives. Where do you think all my mental illnesses come from? Comes from that night. There was a new... Some type of judge or something. And she was very lenient on pedophile sentences. And I'm like, why are we electing someone like that? Like, I, I, and then when Jeffrey Epstein's case came out, I was just like, I'm not surprised. 
I'm not surprised. There is something about adults that are attracted to children and I don't know what it is and I think it's fucking disgusting. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. I like I've never been on a like a dark web because I'm going to see child porn. So if you if you if you have dark web or whatever, I, I I the FBI is watching you just because you downloaded the dark web. Like nothing is encrypted. There's no such thing. Like I, I ah like people are so stupid. But um, that's how people get caught with the feds is that they're uploading videos of themselves raping children and molesting children and pictures of children in the shower and stuff like that and like it's disgusting because they have categories for children like they have categories for pornography they have like gang banging children they have children while they're asleep they have like soft core porn children you guys this is a reality this is the reality that we live in. Child rape and child molestation happens every single day. And mostly by people that the child knows. I was also molested by my cousin. But everyone ignores it because... I don't know. I don't fucking know. But like I, I'm at the point in my life where I don't give a fuck if you're my family or not. Fuck you. You did something to me. You did something to my grandma. You did something to me. Whatever. So you guys, like, the reason why I'm on all these drugs, the reason why I don't give a fuck, the reason why I think I turned out gorgeous and, like, beautiful and smart is because God blessed me for what happened to me. Because I don't think that Jeremiah will ever be arrested. I, I, when I... Last year, I went to the detectives and I said, this is his name. This is his aunt. Figure it out. And like, they couldn't figure it out. And I'm just like, oh my God. So when I was put on Pornhub by my ex-boyfriend, it was like, this doesn't affect me because I'm tougher than this. And that was sad. That was sad. Like, um, it took a good two years for me to take all my videos off of the internet. Because when you would Google my name, it would just be a bunch of porn. Um, if you have been raped as a child, molested as a child, or your child has been raped or molested, please do something about it. I know it's scary. I know it hurts, but please coach your child on how to talk to the police. Please ask the detectives to like, you know, um, wear regular clothes and, and, you know, like it's an investigation. Like if your child, if your child was sexually assaulted, you need to know about it and you need to do something before they turn out like me. A drug addict. Someone who doesn't care. 
someone who spends all their money, someone who doesn't like to take their meds, someone who doesn't like to go to therapy. Because it reminds me of what happened to me. And I will, I will never get over it. I'm tired of people telling me that I need to get over it. How about you try being molested in your sleep and can't move? Fuck it, tell me to get over it. My mom's ex-husband told me to get over it. Because he was molested too. I'm like, I, bro, your parents are dead. So like, fuck you. Like, I just, that's a whole nother episode in and of itself is my mom's ex-husband. I know this was a hard episode, so I really, really appreciate you listening. Um, We're almost at the end here. So last year, a side note, last year in June, we had 1,100 downloads and it's June 1st. So this hopefully is going to be the first episode of the day. And then I'll make another one in about an hour or two. And then so you can, you guys can binge. Because last year I did two episodes a day. And I have the time to do it. So I'm just like, why not do it? Um, I want to beat my numbers from last year. My paintings are coming out super sick. It's probably because I went manic again. But they're coming out super, super, super sick. And I can't wait to share with everyone. Breathe, Candace. Breathe, 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 breathe. (laughs) This is Candace with the Manic Candace podcast. Back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please share with your friends, family, and followers. And anyone struggling with past child sexual assault abuse. Or, you know what I mean. Thank you for listening. Mizumis, I bid you adieu. Bye bye.